Back here in the fast lane, and I don't even know if I want to just say it, pit lane LT is where you can at our next guest, Dalton Hopkins, because I'm going to be real petulant, childish to start the fast lane. Dalton's used to this, by the way. He often is roped into these uh, fights between Michael Massey, Trey Lyle, and Brian Nolan. He just happens to be there. He catches strays himself, Dalton Hopkins does, from those three. And he's just kind of an, an innocent standbyer. But he did not retweet our promotion on social media that he was going to appear with us today. Mm. And I know Michael and Trey and Brian are probably going to look for an opportunity to now pile on Dalton. It took him months to follow me back, or like almost a year to follow me back that on is, Twitter. That is so disappointing. I mean, he might not always be on social media all the time, and he might have a life outside of it and actually try to function away from social media, unlike plenty of us in this racket. But alas, we're open for explanations from Dalton Hopkins of FrontStretch.com to hear whatever he's got to say as to how he could leave Trey and me hanging. Uh, Twitter is a cesspool. Yes. And uh, I don't like being on it. So. Okay. I can, Sorry about that. I can respect <laughs> that. You know, we're just giving you a hard time. <laughs> he is a... Ch- I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Um, I, uh, I I did. I was, I was ready. I knew that we were going to do this. Um, I did not remember that you guys were going to have me on this morning. So when I saw that notification, I was like, "Oh my goodness, that's right! I have to go. I have to go talk to Ed and Trey." Oh goodness! But yeah, I uh, I I should I should have retweeted it. I should have been more prepared. I'm you know, sorry. we're just giving you a hard time because it's in the spirit <laughs> of how Trey would handle himself. Speaking of giving people a hard time, we might as well just go ahead and go the opposite direction. Another one. That's praise. another one. Well, I'm going to give Dalton some praise right now because he's been putting stats up that have gotten him referenced. In another podcast, the teardown, by the way, so clearly he's on their favorite list as well. You guys at FrontStretch.com are just getting a claim all the time. It's Steven Stump now. It's Dalton Hopkins. I mean, the list just keeps growing on and on. This is a really big deal for you guys that you, Dalton, now are expanding your credit and horizon, even if you may not know this is happening because we know you're not often plugged into social media. Yeah, Steven was the one who started that revolution, I guess. Um, I, I don't know if you would call that a revolution. He was the one who actually, like, you know, started to do research, and we were like, oh, yeah, maybe we should, like, start doing that, too, or something. So, um, yeah, uh, it's we, we're actually, like, by God, we actually learned how to, like, do math, um, which is a big deal. And Brian's, Brian's still catching up. Uh, so is Matthew. I think Trey's mostly Ooh. figured it out. He did pretty good on Jeopardy this, this week, so um, I think he, he was doing math pretty well there. So, Well, I... I- the math part was a little bit of a struggle, but the the finding questions was you know you, you know what's one math I I want to make sure I I did right my final Jeopardy bet to ensure I won. So unlike I'll, our, I'll, I got to interrupt for listeners unfamiliar at the Front Stretch podcast, the YouTube portion, you guys did a NASCAR Jeopardy this week. Yes, and I I actually Ed Ed knows some of the questions I've been asking him in and out this week. He's done okay, but you know Tom Bowles. <laughs> Had a, a substant. If you go watch it, I don't, I don't want to spoil the whole thing because there's a lot of fun questions in there. But let's just say, uh, Final Jeopardy. Tom Bowles morphed into James Harden. Um, let's just it, in the playoffs. Let's just Ooh, let's just put it that way. That is not a. That's not an endorsement. I mean, I love Tom, but I can tell him right now that Trey is not endorsing him with that comment. Well, Trey, I, that's your other boss. Oh my god. To be fair, I did. I've I've multiple times told 
told that to Tom's face since he did that. So, or well, through the <laughs> through the Zoom call or the Streamyard call. Um, but uh, I will say this: Dalton maybe like pulled an Alex Bowman and and you know won by someone someone else's mis- mistake. And Alex Bowman needs to win this weekend. He could do it by someone else's mistake. Okay, how, how about that for so, a transition? So we're gonna just build off that transition to actually talk some NASCAR. With FrontStretch.com's Dalton Hopkins, and this is where Trey's ego is going to go through the roof because I was listening to the Happy Hour podcast at double the speed on my morning run this morning, and what did I learn? But Trey came up with, uh, you know, I'll call it the idea of the year in NASCAR. Is this going to happen? Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman have their crew chief swapped because both drivers bring sponsorship money. They're locked into Hendrick, which means if something's going wrong, they're not going anywhere because they control in the Immortal Awards of our Kenny Powers. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. So if you need to freshen things up, you swap crew chiefs and nobody loses their job. It just ratchets up the pressure a little bit. Uh, it's, definitely time, it's definitely time for a change. Um, whether it's you know, whether it's Allen and, and Alex Bowman's crew chief, I, I'm not really sure whether Allen wants to go to 48 or not. Uh, it's definitely time for a change. I think, honestly, you could replace Allen with anybody at Hendrick Motorsports, any, any other crew chief at Hendrick Motorsports, and it would probably be just something better. And I know there's probably going to be a lot of Chase Elliott fans out there listening to this, and they're probably going to be nodding their heads in agreement. Or, and there's going to be a lot of guys who really respect Allen, like I do, and they're all going to be disagreeing. But either way, I think it'd be a win-win for both of them. I think Allen uh, needs a change of pace, and Chase, obviously, is. Uh, I think this is just the kind of year that he's been having where uh, he's he's not there. He's not all there. And if you listen, I'm, Ed, you talked about you were listening to Happy Hour Podcast. Tom was on there, and he even mentioned, hey, this has been something that Chase has been feeling since last year. I mean, he's just he's not in it. He's not like, He doesn't look like he's having fun. I'm not saying Allen is the cause of that, but what – he needs is a crew chief that does kind of let him out of his shell a little bit. I think, uh, I, I think Trey's idea is going to do that. So, uh, you know, I think I, I've heard Cliff Daniels too. I've heard Cliff Daniels would be a good idea. I think Rudy Hugels needs to stay with the 24 no matter what. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a second, but, um, uh, something, something's got to change. It's time for a change. And I think that would be the best idea. What, what you, what you guys just mentioned is, is a crew chief swap. Pit lane LT. Twitter, if you want to add him, he won't check it, but that's okay. Frontstretch.com to actually read the great work. It's all up there, and yes, it's updated regularly. From Dalton Hopkins, who's with us here in the fast lane, you referenced Chase Elliott. Um, I use this logic. Someone asked me earlier today, 10 to 1. By the way, Chase Elliott's the favorite for Daytona. That's a John Oates play in the immortal words of our guy, Michael Lombardi of the GM Shuffle podcast. No can do. I can't go for that uh, because Chase Elliott's 10 to 1. He's the listed favorite. And he's a driver that clearly needs somebody to, I would say, give him a kick in the butt, but more, you know, a pat on the back, an arm around the shoulder to say everything's going to be okay, and then kind of give him that nudge of motivation. That is my outside projection. Is all of that reasonable to say that's what Chase Elliott needs? He's not getting it right now, and therefore, Chase Elliott fans or folks that want to root against him or have another favorite driver should not view him as a favorite at Daytona this coming weekend. I don't think you should view anybody as a favorite for Daytona this coming weekend. I don't think anybody's a favorite, and I don't think anybody's out of the, the running for it. I think it's a, Daytona's going to be exactly what Daytona is, and that's a crapshoot. I mean, I'm surprised you said 10 to 1. I think everybody at this rate is about 10 to 1. So I'm sure the odds disagree with me, but, you know, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of bet makers disagree with me, but that's how Daytona is. As far as Chase Elliott goes, I, I agree with you. I think that 
Um, he's had he's had he's been getting kicked in the butt this entire year. I mean, this is this is just it's been nothing but tough love, tough love towards Chase saying, hey, like, you know, the, you need to start performing, you need to start winning races, and it, you see it, you see it in his eyes, you see it in his attitude when he's talking to us at media. I mean, I talked to him at Watkins Glen. I mean, and you can just tell from his demeanor. You can go see it on Front Stretch, uh, Front Stretch's YouTube page, um, just Front Stretch on YouTube. But you can see his demeanor. He's just he he's upset. He's frustrated. He doesn't. He says that hey, the pressure's not getting to me. And you know what? Maybe it isn't. But you know what? I bet he's ti- he's he's tired of everybody talking about it. He just wants to go out there and race. And now everybody's making just the, all the headlines are about him. And it's because he's not performing. It's not because he's winning. It's because he's not. It's because he's losing, and nobody wants that. It's not pressure. I think it's just frustration. And he's been getting a lot of tough love recently. And I think now more than ever, he, much like his crew chief Alan Gustafson, they need just a pat on the back. Say, hey man, you're not going to make the playoffs this year, but that's okay. You're a Task champion. Not everybody makes the playoffs every year. Next year will be better. So Dalton's saying he wouldn't put his money or his pennies in honor of Charles Moneypenny, the man who helped design Daytona, something that fake Dalton... Name. That's a fake name. It doesn't exist. That's, a, that's not a real person, right? You made it up. Something that Dalton didn't know but learned by, by uh, competing in NASCAR Jeopardy. Uh, a question that we talked about on Happy Hour as well is, is the owner's... Uh, points. It, obviously, the nine team is 30 points to the good over Bubba Wallace. Um, so I, I'm going to pose this question to you. Do you think because Bubba is at 16th on the driver's side, he's probably going to go for the win? Are you? Is your expectation that Bubba maybe wins this race a la William Byron a few years ago where he was the last driver in going into Daytona and then ultimately won the race to uh, to seal the deal? I would say that anybody that is trying to make the playoffs, that still is outside the playoffs, this is their last, obviously, yes, it is their last chance, but this is also their best chance that they've had in a long time. I mean, like I said, this race is a crapshoot. Anybody can win. You said, a la William Byron a few years ago. Well, how about a la Austin Dillon one year ago, who nobody was thinking about, nobody even had a thought of uh, about winning, and then lo and behold, he shows up and, and wins. I mean, he could do it again this year. Who knows? So, um, and lock himself into the chase. So, there, there's there's a lot of drivers I think that could be considered as favorites, favorites, quote unquote favorites for this weekend. Is Bubba Wallace at the top of that list? He's at least top three. There is no doubt that 2311 has a very good super speedway program. Bubba Wallace is a great super speedway racer. He's very good at Daytona. He's finished second there multiple times. And to to think that maybe this weekend is going to be his last best chance, or it's going to be his best chance to lock himself in and get with a win, I think that's a good point. I don't think he can afford a point race because everybody there's a lot of other drivers out there that could just as easily steal it away this weekend. So I think Bubba's going to have that drive uh, to to quote Brian, he's going to have that dog in him this week, uh, and he, he's going to have a lot of help from the Toyota program as well. Dalton. Trey brought up an interesting question, but didn't go the direction I would have expected. Although it's great because Bubba Wallace is certainly a favored driver of, of many and, and generates a reaction. He brought up the idea of the owner's points, which is different from the driver points. And the number nine car might still be able to win owner points, but not driver points. I could, I can understand and grasp that concept. You and Trey can because you work for frontstretch.com. But trying to explain something like that to a casual fan, I'll use my wife and my mom as an example because they're both smart, knowledgeable sports fans. My dad, too. 
they don't know NASCAR in depth and trying to explain, well, the number nine can win the owner points and they're motivated by that, but they can't win the driver points. And it's like, wait, they're not the same thing. Does NASCAR need to change that for the sake of, and I get it, NASCAR fans hate the idea of changing for the casual fan. But is that one bone that that dog of NASCAR can let a hold of and not have the dog in them to try to preserve? Uh, maybe for this year. I think, uh, you know, with, with the idea that the sport's most popular driver has got, has got a chance at winning the owner's championship. Let me rephrase that. The sport's most popular race team has a chance at winning, at winning, still winning that. I think there's a good reason for that to be uh, a little bit more brought into the light. Uh, unlike last year, which again, you know, you mentioned Bubba Wallace, who was going through that exact same thing uh, one year ago, but and then he won it at Kansas, and now it suddenly was brought much more into light. But this year, it's you know a little bit different because again, this is Chase Elliott we're talking about here, the guy who is basically uh, the new Dale Earnhardt Jr. of the sport, and there's going to be a lot more focus. There's going to be a lot of race teams, or excuse me, a lot of race fans, a lot of Chase Elliott fans that are going to tune out. They're not going to watch this championship because why bother? Why would they? Their driver's not going to win the championship anymore. But if we bring into the light, if we start mentioning on the broadcast, hey, he could still win the owner's championship, well, heck, I mean, maybe I will tune in. Maybe I will see how that nine car does for the rest of the year. Maybe at least Chase can win something when it comes to Phoenix. Is that going to happen? I don't know. He's going to have to get a lot better. But that team, the whole team's going to have to start getting a lot better and start producing better results. But – at least there is a chance for him to win something and not walk away completely in completely empty-handed after what has been probably his worst season of his Cup Series career. Hope the dirty four-letter word professed by Dalton Hopkins to us here in the fast lane. Dalton, thank you for your time today, and uh, good luck handling Trey over the next few weeks until we speak again. Yeah, I, I got to deal with them on a weekly basis, but uh, I, I somehow I manage. Somehow I manage. Thanks for having me on it. Indeed. Dalton Hopkins with us in the fast lane. Speaking of insanity, you thought that conversation was insane. Try getting your grasp on the ACC's potential decision to add Stanford, Cal, and SMU. From the Atlantic Coast to the All Coast Conference, Dave Glenn on that next year in the fast lane.